So let's get to the message. We're finishing a three-week series called Blank Slate. We've been asking the question of how. So how do we ensure that next time won't be like last time? And whether it was a broken marriage, whether it was a job loss, or maybe you had a major parenting fail, how do we make sure that next time won't be like last time? So we're focusing in on three areas. We've talked about two of them, and I'm going to show you again what they are. Two weeks ago, um, we talked about own it. Okay, You have to own your part of your negative history, whatever that was. You have to own your part. Okay, Don't think about anyone else but yourself. You have to own it whatever bad decisions, whatever mistakes you made. And this is hard for us as humans because we saw that since the beginning of time, what we as humans do when we do something wrong is we hide and we blame. That's what we do as humans. We hide and we blame. But you cannot hide or blame your way into a better future. You need to own your mistakes. You need to own your bad decisions. You need to own it. And last week, we talked about learn from it. Okay? We said... Don't be a conformer, be a Optimus Prime, right? Be a transformer, right? Don't be a conformer, be a transformer. In order for us to learn from our past mistakes and our bad decisions, we needed to renew our minds. The Apostle Paul said, you need to change the way that you think. You've been thinking a certain way, and you've been constantly running into a wall. It's like banging your head against the wall. He said, in order to, to get over the wall or to get around the wall, you've got to change the way that you think. You need to renew your mind. And that's what it means to learn. Learn simply, simply means changing the way that you think. You need to be a learner. You need to change the way you think. And today, we're going to talk about let go of it. Okay, Own it, learn from it, and let go of it. And so it's answering this question. This is what I mean by let go of it. What do you do with the wrongs that have been done to you? What do you do with the wrongs that have been committed against you? Okay, Yes, there's mistakes you've made. You've made bad decisions. You need to own that. Okay, You're trying to learn from it. You're trying to renew your mind. But what about the things that were done to you that were wrong, that was not your fault? What do we do with that? I started out with own it on purpose because many of us, we have a hard time with that. Remember, our human nature, we want to hide, we want to blame, so we started with own it because that's, that's a great place to start. But today, the focus is what do we do with the wrongs that were committed against us? So here's, here's the great news about the message today. There is something you can do. You can do something with the wrongs that were done to you. You can do something with that. You can do something about the wrongs that were committed against you, whether it was in your childhood, whether it was at work, maybe it was in a marriage, maybe it was in a friendship or, you know, just this business venture that you were, man, your your dream, maybe your dream was crushed somehow. There is something you can do about the wrongs committed against you. And here is the main idea for today. The main teaching for today is this. Forgive. Forgive and let go of it. Don't allow other people's wrongdoing to smuggle into your future. Let me say that again. Don't allow other people's wrongdoings 
to smuggle into your future. None of us want to allow the people that hurt us to continue to hurt our future. But here's what I'm trying to say. There's something you can do about that. You don't want the person that hurt you in the past to continue to hurt you in the future. So what do we do with that? I have to ask you a couple questions, okay? The first question is this. How long do you intend to carry your past? Like, it's an honest question. How long do you intend to carry it? How, how long are you going to carry your past with you into your future? And the second question is this. How long are you going to let those who mistreated you continue to influence you? How long are you going to allow that? The only way to get away from your past, from the wrongs committed against you, is to forgive and to let go. Oh, right, Justin. (laughs) Right. That's easy to say, man. That's really easy to say. Yep. Forgive and let go. Forgive and let go. Forgive and let go. See, I could say this all day. It is really easy to say. But it's a whole nother ball game to live it out in real time. Either you forgive and you let go of it. Okay, here's just the simple truth. Either you forgive and you let go of it, or you continue to carry it. And once again, the question is this. How long do you plan to carry your past? It's pretty heavy, isn't it? It's pretty heavy. How long are you going to carry that into your future? So how do we do this? How do we let go? It's never easy. It often takes time. But I know one thing for sure. It can be done. It can be. In all the stories that I've heard over the 20 plus years of ministry experience that I have, and I've heard some doozies, okay? I've heard some crazy, crazy stories. But from all the stories that I've heard, the people that have been able to let go of the burdens of their past and move into a better future, they had something in common. Their stories of how they were able to forgive and to let it go, It always involved one word. Like every story, it always involved one word, and the word was decided. They would say things like this. I was being consumed by anger, but decided. I decided I couldn't live that way anymore. Or he was was always in my thoughts. Honestly, he was in my nightmares. But I decided... I wasn't going to let him control my thoughts anymore. I wasn't going to let him ruin my future. I decided. You see, don't give someone that hurt you a permanent place in your future. You have to decide. You have to decide. Decisions are so powerful. (laughs) Decisions are so powerful. So powerful. A good, strong decision overrides emotions. And a decision will defeat the feelings that are in you that seem so overwhelming. But if you make a decision and you stick to that decision, your, your feelings will catch up. Okay, I, I'm going to give a little example. For a long time, a long time ago, I made the decision. Okay, I'm not a morning person, but I made a decision. I'm going to get up early in the morning, and I'm going to do my best to make coffee for my wife 
And then we're going to sit down together, and we're going to read the scriptures together, and we're going to pray together. And uh, so I made this decision. I'm sleeping. The alarm goes off. Oh, man, I like this sleep. You know what I'm saying? Okay? I don't want to get up. But here's the point. I made a decision. And so internally, in my thinking, I would, I would think this. Just put your feet on the ground and get up. Your feelings will catch up. Just put your feet on the ground. Get up. Your feelings will catch up. Just put your feet on the ground. I say this every morning now. Just put your feet on the ground (laughs) and just get up. Your feelings will catch up. You know what? It's been some of the richest moments just sitting, drinking coffee with my wife, my beautiful bride, and just reading the scriptures together. She's usually way out in front of me, and I need to say, hey, slow down, wait for me. And just praying together. Just put your feet on the ground. Get up. Your feelings will catch up. You have to decide. You have to, to like, put a stake in the ground and say, like, today, I'm going to fight for a testimony like this where I leave a legacy for generations to come. Not a legacy of brokenness and, you know, train wreck stuff. I'm going to leave a legacy that's godly and holy and righteous. Today, I'm deciding. Like, today, I'm going to decide to put my feet on the ground, get the heck up, and my feelings will catch up. Today, decide. You see, people that were able to let go of their past, they had that word in common. They decided. And they also said things like this. The past reminds me, but it does not define me. The past reminds me, sometimes there's some misunderstandings about forgiveness, like I'm going to forgive and I'm going to forget I don't know about you. I've had to forgive, but I've never forgotten. Okay, that's just me. Maybe you're different, but for me, there's things that I haven't forgotten. So my past reminds me, but it does not define me. We're going to look at a couple verses in a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus. And these verses are so powerful. The insight that Paul has is spot on. It's so good. So listen to these words from the Apostle Paul. Once again, This text is close to 2,000 years old. The insight that we can apply to our current day, it's just so incredible. It's why I believe the Word of God is inspired. Um, Listen to the words of Paul in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. He says, In your anger, do not sin. See, the idea here is this. There is a time and a place to be angry. He says, in your anger, there's, there's going to be times where you're angry. You should be angry at certain things, at injustice, at crime. There's, it's okay to be angry. But he says, in that anger, don't, don't just step back into wrongdoing. Don't sin in your anger. He says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. The idea here is this. You you need to act quickly. 
Like, don't let the anger just fester and brew. You need to decide. That's what he's saying. You need to decide. You need to act on this. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. Let me ask you this question. How many sunsets is it going to take for you to forgive and to let go? How many sunsets are you going to let go by, which really is your future? It's just your future is going away. It's going away. And you're going to carry this load of unforgiveness and anger and bitter. How many sunsets? I mean, 10? 36? 219? Like, how many, how many sunsets are you going to let go by? He says, don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Okay? I'm going to deal with the word foothold first. I want you to understand these words. The, the word foothold, it means this. It means a staging place. What, what Paul is saying, don't allow the devil to set up shop in your life. Don't give him a staging place where he can set up his little gig and perform destruction in your life. Don't give him that room. Don't give him that space. Don't give the devil a foothold, a staging ground. Now, the word devil, this, is, this word is super interesting. It has this understanding. In the original language, okay, in the Greek, the word used for devil is not the same word that's used for Satan. Okay, so what is Paul trying to communicate here? He uses, he uses a Greek word that actually means liar or slanderer, someone that's intentionally trying to just destroy you. Liar and slanderer. So you could actually replace the word devil with whoever it was that hurt you because it's not giving reference to Satan. It's giving reference to a liar or a slanderer. So you could say it this way. Don't give whoever it was. Don't give Bert, you know, room to set up stage in your future to continue to destroy your future. Don't give... Sarah or Fred or my my ex or that horrible boss. Don't give them a staging ground. Don't let them set up shop to mess with your future. Like, wow, that's powerful. Don't don't give them that space. For the sake of time, we're going to skip to verse 31. Paul says, get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. You see, when you continue to carry your past into your future, guess who it negatively affects the most? You! That's who it negatively affects the most. Not the person that hurt you. They're off maybe hurting other people. it's, it's, It's you. You're carrying it with you. You become bitter, and and bitterness, it consumes and it destroys. And Paul is saying, get rid of bitterness, otherwise it's going to grow in your life. And if you don't get rid of bitterness, it will lead to rage. It's, It's like a domino effect, okay? When you set up the domino of rage, and you don't deal with it, all of a sudden the domino of anger comes, and it just has this negative domino effect in your life. 
Rage will lead to anger, and anger will lead to harsh words, and harsh words will lead to slander, which is lies. Lies will lead to the desire to do evil, and the next thing you know, you're doing things you thought you would never do because you didn't deal with it. You didn't decide, I'm not going to let this bitterness control me. I'm getting rid of it. How do we just get rid of all that stuff? Forgive. And this is not easy. Let me me just be very transparent with you. I've heard some stories in my 20 years of ministry experience. I've heard some stories shared with me where I'm like, that's so horrible. Like, you get a free pass. Okay, you don't have to forgive. Like, seriously, that is so horrible. I, I don't know even what to say. I don't know what direction to point you in. Like, th- I was tempted to say, like, this, this doesn't apply to you. Like, just be mad, be angry, because I'm mad and angry now. But it does apply. Forgive. You know, a great, I actually heard this teaching from Pastor Bill Hybels, and he explained it in a way that was really new and afresh to me. But he said, forgiveness is like a courtroom scene. One of the best ways to explain forgiveness is this. That person is on trial, and they are guilty. They are guilty, guilty, guilty as charged. But forgiveness is making the decision to pardon them. I'm going to pardon them. I'm not going to hold it against them. It's like they're standing in a courtroom, they're guilty, the charges against them are all true, but you choose to pardon them. I'm choosing not to hold it against them. It doesn't mean that I'm going to just blindly trust them again. That's not what it means. But I've decided to pardon them. And the question always gets asked, like, what if it's a crime? Okay? If it's a crime, they're going to have to actually stand in two different courts, your court and the court of law. All right? You can still pardon them personally, but they're going to have to stand accountable in the court of law. And the court of law is going to uh, hand out the consequences that they have to carry. But listen, the, the only way to protect your future is to pardon the one that hurt you, to pardon them, to forgive. Let me just say this. If you're, if you're not a Christian here this morning, you can kind of take this or leave it. All right? I think it's a really good idea for your life as well. But, um, you know, you can take it or leave it. You're not obligated. But, but if you're a Christian here this morning, you're on the hook. You're on the hook. And the next verse that Paul writes makes this extremely clear. Verse 32. Instead of carrying all that, you know, the rage and the anger and the lying and the slandering and all that stuff, instead of carrying all that into your future, he says, instead, or in place of, do this. How about you try this? Be kind to one another. Tender-hearted. Man, just gentle and tender. Not weak, but tender. And then he says, forgiving one another. And then he takes it to a whole new level. He says, just as God 
through Jesus Christ, has forgiven you. See, God is not asking you to do something that He Himself has not already done. He's not asking you to do something that He's not willing to do. God made the same decision to pardon us, to forgive us. While we were right in the middle of our wrongdoing, God pardoned us. He didn't hold it against us. And this is the good news of God. When we put our faith in the goodness of Jesus Christ, God will not hold our wrongdoings against us. And I don't know about you, but I say, thank you. My gosh, if my wrongdoings were held against me, I'm in deep, deep trouble. But through Jesus Christ and my faith in Jesus, it's not because of my goodness, it's because I've placed my faith, I've decided that, man, Jesus' goodness is what I'm going to trust in. And I made that decision. I'm going to follow him. Now, because of that decision, my wrongdoings are not held against me. I've been pardoned. I've been forgiven. And you can be forgiven. But you see, without Christ, you have to be good enough. Without Jesus Christ, you have to be good enough. You have to be good enough to measure up to God's standard. And just so you know, God's standard is perfection. And I don't know about you, I ain't perfect. And I know that you're not either. And that's why we so desperately need Jesus. That's why you need Jesus. We should pardon others because God, through Christ, pardoned us. And when you pardon someone, what it does is it uncouples their impact on your future. When you forgive, when you pardon someone, it uncouples their impact on your future. And so how do we do this? Here's an extremely powerful idea. You're like, man, I I still, I don't know how I can pardon someone. Here's an idea, and I just want to encourage you to, to, to try this. Whatever it is that you're struggling with, whatever the wrongdoing was, make a list of what they owe you. Like seriously, sit down, take the time, and write out the list of what the wrongdoing was to you and what they owe you. Maybe they took your childhood. And you just need to write that down. You need need to say, they took my childhood. They owe me my childhood. Maybe they stole your dream. Maybe they slandered your character. Maybe they lied about you. Maybe they physically abused you. Make a list. Write down what it is and what they owe you. And then make a decision to pardon them from that list. I'm not going to hold this list. I'm not going to hold them to this list. Pardon them. You're like, I I still don't know how I can do it. Once again, put your feet on the ground, get up, and your emotions will catch up. Just, Just make the decision, pardon them, and make the decision again the next day if you have to, and the next day, and your emotions will catch up. 
over time. It may take a long time, but just make the decision. I'm going to pardon them just like God through Jesus Christ has pardoned me. You know, to make sure that next time isn't like last time, you need to own your part of your negative past, you need to learn from it, and you need to let go of it. And this all takes time, but it starts with this decision. And I hope your story can include the word decided. I hope you can say, I decided. I put a stake in the ground, and I decided to follow Jesus Christ. I I decided to follow him with my life, and my life was changed forever. Maybe you need to decide today that you need to get baptized. You need to take the next step in your faith journey. Maybe you need to decide today that I need to be in a small group. I need to be around other believers to help me grow in my faith. Maybe you need to decide today to just start reading the Bible on your own and just say, man, what is this Christianity stuff all about? And just open the Bible and start reading. Decide. Like that's my job today is to just encourage you to make a decision. I want, and your Heavenly Father wants your future to be blessed. And the best way to do that is to decide. It's to make a decision, to put your feet on the ground, to get up, and your emotions will catch up. The band is actually going to come up, and they're going to lead us in a song. And, and basically, during this time, during the song, is a time for you to reflect on what you've heard in this message, for you to decide. You can make some decisions right here, but... Um, I just want to say, if you've been touched, okay, and you know if you've been touched by the message today, if you've been touched by the message, I would like for you to not only just make a decision, but I want to challenge you when we dismiss to, to go into the prayer room and to seal that decision with prayer. And there's, there's some incredibly awesome volunteers, very kind, and they will pray with you. And you can say, hey, this is what I've decided. You could keep that decision to yourself. Like, that's up to you. But just seal that decision with a prayer. Ask those volunteers to pray over you, to pray for you. I think that'd be a, just a great way to, to really make that decision. Like, put it in concrete, you know? So I want to encourage you to do that after the service today. And uh, I'm going to actually close in prayer. And the song we're going to sing is Christ is Enough. So, he is, man. He's enough. I'll let the song speak for itself, okay? Let me pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word.